Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Mainstream Boys. Yeah, with a Z. Get your popcorn ready, crack open an ice cold cherry coke, and sit back and relax as Jonathan and Spencer break down the latest mainstream movies and TV shows of the week. This week, Alexander Skarsgård takes on an epic quest in one hell of a workout routine in Robert Eggers' biggest movie yet, The Northman. Guys, welcome back. It's it's actually the first time that Nate has joined us like pre-podcast. It's not like after the introduction, after we all do our spiel, and then he's like, oh my god, I'm Nate. Dun, 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 dun. And I enter him in the Zoom lobby. Yeah, as I'm messaging and I, him I knew this podcast. going in that, yeah. wow, this is going to be the first time, <laughs> so it's actually pretty crazy that Nate is just here in the flesh. Well, not really. We're all on Zoom, but um, on Mainstream Boys, the show where we get together, supposedly on a weekly basis. It's been like two months, but... You know, I mean, here we are. I'm not going to say that it's going to come out every (laughs) single week, but for those of you who don't know, uh, well, Movie Thong, first of all, this episode's for you. This was your recommendation. All three of us physically got got off our asses, went to the theater. We might have done it anyway, but I think you enticed us to do so, so I appreciate it. Um, Grabbed a big bucket of popcorn. Actually, you know what? I got pretzel bites. And I got honey mustard dipping sauce, and I snuck two White's Claw Surges into the theater. What did you guys do? I just went in and watched the movie. <laughs> I didn't bring anything with me. It's I so walked, lame. You I didn't... left my apartment. I walked to the theater, had a nice uh, you know, 20-minute walk, and then sat in the theater right in time, watched a pretty brutal movie, and then I walked home. Oh, well, I finished my pretzel bites by the time the movie started because of the amount of fucking trailers that you <laughs> play before the movie. I'm like, yeah, there go all my you. pretzel bites, yep. and now I have to pee. Yep. Um, Sounds about <laughs> but, right. Yeah, they, and I found out that the, my theater does not have any plasticware because I didn't want to get my hands all Parmesan cheese-like, like covered in Parmesan cheese. So I went up to the guy, and I was like, do you have any plasticware? And he looked at me like, like I'm crazy or something to ask such a fucking insane question. It's like, no. I'm like, do you have anything? He's like, no. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go fuck myself. John, didn't you? I'll just go fuck myself with my $15 pretzel bites that you took out of the freezer and threw in the fucking whatever. You know what? Here we are. On Mainstream Boys, all went to the theater. It's been a long time since this has happened, so I'm excited. But we saw The North Man. The North Man. The uh, Robert Eggers film. Uh, director of The Witch and The Lighthouse, two very dark and dreary, uh, I would say, period piece type movies. Um, and yet again, we have quite quite the film, uh, quite the dark, bloody period piece that takes place in the 9th and 10th century, I believe, um, in Scandinavia. Um, but actually, we're going to do some trivia to go along with this. So... I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and we're going to see if you can get anything right. I have the answers in my head. There's no multiple choice because I don't have time for that. Um, So, Spencer and Nate. We can really see who puts the time and the effort into this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think the point goes to Spencer on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I did spend some time yesterday. I was on my little beanbag chair, and uh, I came up with these questions off the top of my head. So, you're welcome for trying. but Spencer and Nate, what cast member has acted in a Viking movie previously in this movie? I bet it was 
it was the guy who um he plays the father and the witch he's got a really deep voice and it's really really prominent i can't do an accent Spencer, I don't know what his name is. Do, his name I, is if Ralph you're looking Inusen, at fucking, I think I think that's his name. Yeah, he also played the Green Knight. There we go. Uh, yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah, that's a good oh, guess. Really? Viking movies, though. What actor? There's a lot of actors in the Northmen. <sighs> I'm in between Willem Possibly Dafoe in. or Nicole Kidman just because of their body of work. Uh, maybe they appeared in something like that. Uh, I'm gonna go Willem Dafoe. Well, so you went Willem Dafoe, Nate. I don't know what the actor Ralph is. Ralph shows, but Let's go with that. He was the dad in the witch. Ralph in the Green Knight. In Ralph Anderson. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, you're both wrong. Um, it was, was it actually fucking Skarsgård? Anya Taylor Joy was in a team TV movie called Viking Quest in 2015. Okay. <laughs> is that cool. an animated thing or is that an actual no, like, TV I, I show think, about Vikings? I, I think it's live action. I yeah, I don't know. Um. It has a 3.8 on IMDb, so I'd okay, probably... so <laughs> wouldn't recommend it. But uh, yeah, it was her. So. Oh, you stumped us! Yeah, I got you, bitch. <laughs> oh, um, God. Okay, here's another. Here's another easy one. Uh, what movie franchise was heavily influenced by Viking culture? It's a franchise that we've all seen. I have a guess. Okay. How to Train Your Dragon. <gasps> Yes. Okay. I mean, no. Uh, Nate, what was your answer? Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's all right. That's right. Uh, there's no way I could do multiple choice there because it's uh, but Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> or, no. Um, and final trivia question, Simply Spencer. Uh, it's basically Viking culture. <laughs> they, it is. They are Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> there's also like fucking dragons and shit that can talk. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, but they're based on Vikings. I wanted to try to make you think it was not animated. It's so like, oh, highly influenced. Hmm. Well, no, it's just how to turn your dragon. Um, what city is there an NFL team named after the Vikings? Minnesota. Oh yeah, it's actually a state. Yeah, <laughs> it's a state. That's not as even a city. I'm sitting there going, are what they called? State? The, are they called? Uh, <laughs> I thought they were the, the Minneapolis Vi- Vikings. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, yeah, that was probably a waste of time. We can cut all that out. But why don't we get into thanks the Northmen? You know what's funny? I had to drive south to watch the Northmen. <laughs> But you live in the north. <laughs> yeah, but I had to drive south. God, that must have felt so wrong. But true, I mean, Nate, you are no, you know why? Because I'm the northman. You are. I'm a northman. Yeah, of all of us, like I'm you, definitely northman. look more like you could be a Viking. I'm a bad wolf. Yes. <laughs> that's my that's my Viking like scream. I feel like you could do better. Yeah, but I'm not going to. Kind of sound like a mix of Perry the Platypus and Predator. Mm, Definitely. I can see that. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Spencer, are you looking at the the document or no? I'm looking at you (laughs) on Zoom. (laughs) Please don't Uh, look at me. But I have the document open. It's over more to my right, yes. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and let you read the log line here because you're, you're good at that. And I trust you. I don't trust myself. Okay. Um... Prince of Meth? Nope. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Prince Amleth. Good luck. Pr- Swing and a miss. Prince of, 
Prince Nazim Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Nazim? Uh, uh, Adele, Adele Nazim. Nazim. <laughs> what the fuck? She's just like, what? Uh, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> move on. Yeah, no. God. Uh, Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Mm, okay. Uh, two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who's on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his father. This movie takes place in the year 1914 in what would now be known as modern-day Iceland, Scotland, Ukraine, and Norway. Okay. That's an interesting fact that you added to the trivia that that isn't really (laughs) too relevant to the plot. Okay. It's important because the movie even says 914 AD, which is uh, like when the beginning of the movie takes place and then it's 20 years later. Okay. Sorry, spoilers, but... Iceland, Scotland, Ukraine. Not really. It's opening in the movie. Interesting. Yeah, because we start out in Norway, which is like where Vikings stem from, uh, and then, yeah, Scandinavia, which I guess is that. W- well, is Scandinavia, because those are there's water between these places. It's an accumulation of all yeah. of them. Okay, Finland, Finland, Norway, Denmark. I guess because Ukraine is pretty far from Norway, and Iceland is obviously mm. like not even close to any of these places. Either way, move forward. What if they? <laughs> <laughs> Did they know of Greenland back then? Because it's right there. It's big ass fucking. Anyway, okay. Iceland's very green. Greenland's very icy. That's what's weird. Let's like, just who go, the fuck let's just go with that? that. That's why aliens haven't visited us yet. Um, but cool. Yeah. So Nate, you saw this in? Uh, did you see this in the Bangor Theater or was it the uh, the Waterville Theater? I do not want to give away my location, fear of stalkers. So was this, okay, because a lot of people are stalking the, those uh, reviews. But, well, you never know. Yeah, I, yeah so I, I, like, wait, 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 I, I have s- my notepad. No. We'll get um, a tap on the shoulder in the middle of a movie, like, hey, you? Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, knows what you look like. <laughs> it's me movie. From the, uh, your post about your... Yeah, oh, you're the only icons. one that's actually posted photos of yourself. On, actually, I was in a video for uh, Leon the Professional, but it was just my mouth. Um, yeah, I just, I was like, I could have, well, I guess I should have covered my face because there's going to be a lot of broken computer screens that see that. Oh, well, so I saw this in the <laughs> Dolby theater, which is known for its obviously fantastic sound design, the seat shake. Um, Spencer, you saw this in a pretty rundown theater where the seats are covered in cum and Nate, you <laughs> saw this. Come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> you saw this at, uh, obviously the, uh. The Bangor Theater, correct. So the only good theater in the next hundred miles from where I am. Would you guys say yeah. this is a, this is a movie that you deserves to be seen in theaters, or should you wait for this to come out at home? I'd say IMAX. Yeah, IMAX. unfortunately, it's not an IMAX because I did look, and Fantastic Beasts has that priority. But um, yeah, the Dolby. I mean, I'm sure that was so an unreal experience because the sound design is so excellent here. Um. But no, yeah, I, I did see this in a kind of a more art house theater just because it's in walking distance and, you know. But it's also kind of an artsy film, so it almost makes sense. So True. if there was a, if there could have been a combination, like if the Knicks somehow got a Dolby cinema in there, that'd be pretty insane. Be cool. I mean, the sound, <laughs> that'd be pretty the speakers cool, are still fine. I mean, it was in a pretty big theater, um, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I would see it in the biggest theater possible, but if you do have like a really good home entertainment system with like some surround sound, it's when you get the blu-ray of this it's going to be phenomenal so oh man yeah if you have a big screen tv and surround sound it's definitely the movie to put on for that okay um well anyway yeah so nate i guess i'll start with you because you're not typically on mainstream boys all the time but what were your initial thoughts with uh the northman 
Well, this movie was a blast. Uh, sucked me in from the beginning. Um, it just was beautiful to look at. It kind of, as the scenes went on, just more and more just kept pulling you in as stuff you kept finding out and you kept just seeing this character grow and his rage and his revenge. It was a very like entertaining movie and I thought it was paced really well. That's what I thought. Cause the whole time, like it's two hours and 20 minutes and it didn't feel like that for me. I was just, I was in, I was hooked. Um, great performances all along the board. Cinematography was better than I was expecting it, but um, I don't even think I've, I made, might've watched a trailer for this, but other than that, I didn't really know what it was about. So it was nice going in blind and I was very pleased. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, like I, I think I texted Spencer on my way to the theater. I was like, I have no idea what this is about. And then he gave me like a slight synopsis. Like, Oh shit. That's what this is about. Cause I was just going to see it for movie thong. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that we don't get a lot of movies surrounding these, this, this period of time. Like Vikings are kind of just like deep in history and we don't know a ton about them other than the fact that they're just like these savage people that were out for blood trying to steal land take land over and just like rape and pillage and stuff and this movie certainly is that we get a lot of a lot of scenes um where they just it just shows how insane that these people were you know from uh the scenes when they're like around the fire just literally like acting like animals to the scenes where they're just climbing walls with like axes and stuff and just like these other warriors if you even want to call them that stand no chance against them you know like there's just there's nothing you can do it's like the lannisters going against like what like the the woods people the wildlings the, well not the wildlings <laughs> but the people that like there was a i don't know it doesn't matter but lannisters against an army that has like basically no weapons let's just go with that um but yeah, I mean, Alexander Skarsgård is amazing in this movie. Anya Taylor-Joy is amazing. Um, and I just, I found it so, so entertaining. The only issue was I had to pee for the vast majority of the film. And I didn't get up. Because there really wasn't a time in the movie where I was like, you know, I feel like I could miss what's about to happen. There there wasn't. Because it, like you said, it was paced very well. Um, I was trying to find a moment where I could get up and leave. But at that point, I was like, you know what? I sat through the Avengers Endgame. I can sit through this. I can make it. You sat through The Irishman, didn't you? I think I watched that at home. So I probably got up and peed oh. at some point. But yeah. I didn't. That's the stuff that I, you know, you don't think about as a kid. I remember going to like Patriots games and I was always wondering why my stepfather had to pee so much. And then I realized that alcohol exists and now I know why. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why are you peeing all the That's time? That's it. What's wrong with you? Like it's been 10 minutes. What about you, Ducky? Yeah, I, I was really looking forward to checking this out. I've been a big fan of uh, what Robert Eggers has made so far with The Witch and The Lighthouse. I remember The Witch came out when we were in college, and Nate and I went to the theater on like a rainy day, and we saw this movie. I think it was a daytime Ooh. showing, and it was a pretty busy theater. And this is like an A24, very art house, avant-garde, just very weird movie. And I remember just the audience, the energy in the audience was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, people did not like it. But Nate and I walked out, we were like, that was fucking awesome. Like, that was different than mm -hmm. what we were expecting. And it was yeah. really grounded and good. And the Lighthouse came out a couple years later, and that was just 
similar it's just weird very strange very much an a24 film uh and then i remember after the lighthouse this movie gets announced that he's doing a viking revenge film that's gonna be his highest budget yet it's gonna have a pretty big cast i think the budget maybe was like 60 to 90 million dollars uh and it was gonna be like a, a mainstream movie that's gonna get a wide release and i was like okay and they're gonna let robert eggers literally just make the movie he wanted to make with this budget so i was all in since the announcement and uh so this, when this was coming up i mean this was like one of my most anticipated and i'd say it lived up to all of those expectations it just it blew me away and like what nate said like with the pacing it was just excellent like there just there isn't a, a dull moment in this movie because everything services the story i mean you, you get like the beginning with the the family uh with him and ethan hawk and like you see him kind of growing up and then the obviously the indecent incident happens with the with the father and then he goes off and becomes a viking and then you're introduced to that viking culture and like what you said john like you haven't really seen viking culture done like this and i mean there's a show called vikings no. which i heard is excellent that's the only thing where i've heard it. that that's really good yeah i, but I that's think it. that's pretty that's all i know of spot on it should be i, I mean maybe not I, I think it is um but then but just with a movie and stuff like this is just brutal like when they storm yeah. that village and what they end up doing too with that village, it's just like out of like the Patriot or like Braveheart. It was just like, holy fuck, like this mm-hmm. is just, this is brutal. And like kind of like sickens your stomach a little bit. It's like, oof. But as it goes along, the bear and he becomes like the slave to try to go and avenge his father. Like it just, it, it, it's constantly moving and it's just excellent. And it's shot very well. It's directed incredibly well. And the performances are insane. I mean, you get Willem Dafoe and Ethan Hawke nude just barking like a dog yeah what more could you ask for honestly that that's and that's the scene that you know if you're that's the scene where if you don't if you can't be into the movie at that point that's when people walked out that's the scene where i there were there was like a group of like younger people probably like 18 19 you know they're there on a thursday night showing got up and left didn't come back you know um and it's just it's one of those movies that it, I think it had a good balance of the kind of the psychological stuff because this is something that Robert Egger does in all of his films. If you've seen The Witch and uh, and The Lighthouse, I'd say has mo- definitely more elements of that. The Witch, I mean, it's there, but it definitely feels somewhat more grounded in that like old England era. Well, he's um, he's got that like old folk like uh, dialect in The Witch where they're talking yeah. in, like strange New England. Uh, it's so like yeah it's, it's, it's like yeah. original and, new and england the dialect i mean he that's... based that dialect in like a certain way and even with this movie the northman there's a co-writer in the film uh it's just one word <laughs> i don't know what it is it's like oh, his name is one word i don't know it's something Zendaya? it's a icelandic name um but hmm, uh, he's like a i think i think he's like a an expert on viking language or something so he helped kind of come up with like some of the dialogue in this movie with robert edgar's cool. Um, so, I mean, he, he treats his source material with like precision and like, he wants to nail it down and he loves period pieces. And he apparently was quoted in like an interview. It was like, would you ever make a movie set in modern day? And he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm good. So he's going to keep, we're living his, it, like, you know, period piece <laughs> everything interesting has already happened. <laughs> so yeah. let's just redo it. <laughs> yeah. It's such, it's just such a cool place and time to visit and i know that it's it's loosely based off of some a a fable or a story that actually did take place that uh hamlet is actually based off of in reality and so there's it felt shakespearean at times for sure Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah it's like your classic revenge tale but there's a lot there's a lot more layers to it than just that yeah 
If I were um, to nitpick the movie like a little bit, that might be it. Is it just in terms of like it's familiar tropes, but what's stands out so much is that you've never seen it done in this type of style or this type of like time period. Thing. So it just kind of, it balances it out like perfectly. That's the thing where there's so many, there's only so many stories in, in movie making and, and, and just books and stories in general. Like, so you're going to see the same thing done in a different way. And I just, I just loved how they did this one because it's not something that you see every day. And just, especially the style that he brings to it, the, the, the cinematography and the storytelling and the characters he picked. I feel like everybody who was in this movie was perfectly cast, like honestly did everything they needed to do. It's hard for me not to see Ethan Hawke and Willem Dafoe. That's like the only thing Nicole Kidman. where, and yeah, Nicole Kidman. Um, But it's like those three, I feel like they could have picked like less big actors. Cause Alexander Skarsgård isn't that huge. You know, I didn't even see him. In the He's film, pretty really. well known. I mean, with um, like True Blood, that was a huge uh, HBO show, and he was also Tarzan, Legend of Tarzan. He's been also in. Yeah, some but nobody saw movies. that. Well, I think it did pretty well. <laughs> did some pretty, I mean, others. I saw it. I, watched I own it, like but... five copies on Blu-ray, and I have yet to see the movie. <laughs> but is that a grab bag movie? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those movies that yeah, you yeah. just get the discs a lot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, God, man, the dedication to that to that character it it, it reminded me a lot of like uh Russell Crowe and Gladiator and Mel Gibson and in, in Braveheart. I mean just the the old-timey just badass character is just it's hard not to get behind that type of person. He he felt like a caged animal that was just waiting and the shot that got me was when it it fast forwards the 20 plus years or whatever he's on that viking boat and they're rowing and it's just going in between all of them and then it turns and it shows him as an adult and you just see that look on his face like same person his it's almost like his mind's still there when he was a kid and he's just just hell-bent on vengeance and just the way that he was just so stoic but also you were behind him like he wasn't so stoic to the point where he was just like a robot but like he actually had some pretty good emotion like there's some scenes with him and nicole kidman later on that are like seeing them go back and forth was actually pretty cool to see um but i liked ethan hawk i kind of didn't realize that he was even in it until i'm like why do i recognize him it was the hair and then i'm like uh, <laughs> to me it was the the eyes Okay. I was like, oh, okay, yep, yeah, there, there he is. Um, but no, it just, it was just so entertaining, and it was just hard to not watch. Like Spencer said, there was something always happening that needed to be known to kind of keep the story going, and everything was pivotal every time. Like they used Anya Taylor Joy perfectly. Like we, they didn't just be like, oh, here she is, she's gonna be in it the whole movie as this big love interest. But they throw her in when they need I like how they introduce each other. Her. Like, like yeah, the, the and... scene where she's introduced is like she's just trying to fight off people, and like mm-hmm. you don't even unless you knew who Anya Taylor Joy was, you wouldn't know. You just think it's kind of an extra. But yeah. like, obviously, it was like, oh, there she is, there she is, because I just wanted to see Anya Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy. You just see the long blonde hair, you're like, oh. and you're just like, there she is. Yeah, but. The thing about um, Alexander Skarsgård's character is he's almost handcuffed by his purpose, which it tells you from the very beginning is like, you're here to avenge your father. And I think it even says what's 
ultimately going to happen like at least where the fight's going to take place it says like the gates of hell or something like that which mm-hmm. even the name of the volcano which whatever the gates of hell is in iceland is what that actual volcano is called because that's a real volcano in iceland which i thought was really cool because he uh eckers really does care about that lore but um i don't think it hurt the movie even if you like in a second viewing it's it's going to be very like this is happening this is what's going to happen and all the lead up to it is what you would expect but it doesn't hurt the movie whatsoever i don't think even knowing what i can't might wait happen. to rewatch this i cannot wait yeah 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 i might go see it again just because i thought about it's it that good. it doesn't hurt the movie that he's handcuffed to this revenge mission is that that's what, what i'm mean? saying instead yeah, of like, like going off on the love interest yeah because i'm saying like he almost like he doesn't have a choice like he feels so because like this is his entire purpose like nate said 20 years later his mind has not changed like he's still dead set on this on this one thing that he needs to do and he doesn't lose that until the movie's over that's his one thing and the only time that he he breaks that is ani taylor joy when she's in peril he loses it briefly but it's a complete spoiler uh and i'm trying to tiptoe around that (laughs) but also that one scene when he loses it it's with him and nicole kidman that monologue from nicole kidman i think that performance that scene alone was better than what she did in the entirety of being the ricardos and she was excellent in that movie but she was just like yeah holy shit like once she gives her she monologue like i think my mouth was just like slowly just lowering towards the jaw i was like oh my fucking god like this is i didn't see it coming <laughs> i was just like oh my god this is crazy but yeah i don't want to spoil it but it was just a that scene in particular was like that was it stood out it was like that was great when the door like when he's like backing away and the door's closing and she's just like ah, like screaming like crazy yeah yeah terrifying and, i mean when you give nicole kidman the reins in a scene she brings it like she really really does and uh she she killed it with her screen time in this movie i'd almost want to go back from a last duel perspective and see it from her perspective in that exact moment and be like oh, yes. okay was she laughing maybe she was and then you would know uh, that'd be that would be so weird to like give it to us like that and then have a movie on it and i'm glad like yeah. not knowing that makes it now so i want to much see more... every period piece like this in the last duel like story structure <laughs> yeah, i feel like that'd every be insane. perspective no. you get the young goals you get the fathers you get scars guard yeah no no yeah just give it to <laughs> just, me yeah you get the arrow that and hits him like <laughs> but um yeah ben affleck's in it for some reason yeah sure my but I think one of my favorite scenes in this movie um just kind of came out of nowhere and it was so entertaining but it was the the stick and ball game when they all had to compete yeah uh for this game With of stick and balls yeah exactly and uh <laughs> they just because initially when yeah. they had that shot and they're both in the field and like just look like they're about to face off I thought they're gonna kill each other and I was like oh god this is about to be a brutal scene of them about to murder each other for entertainment I'm so used to watching like yeah, Game of Thrones and the last duel and whatnot and then like in Troy they just have that just like re- stick and ball but it's just <laughs> full on like contact and like breaking people's noses and stuff I was like oh shit but it was like five minutes it was like Viking I would watch that clip on YouTube so many times because it was so entertaining it was great it was Viking Quidditch. Sure. That's what it was. Basically. Yeah, it like um, it. Did you guys know that that's the mountain? Field hockey. From Game of Thrones? Yeah. Half Thor yeah, yeah, Beyonce. Be. I, mean, yeah. I know they filmed a lot in this area. Yeah, which must have been cool for him because he literally is Icelandic, which is pretty awesome. And he, he 
he went all out. You know, I, I didn't know it was him until after the fact. I had no idea because um, I, I don't think I've seen him in literally anything other than Game of Thrones. So kind of the if you're going to cast somebody in that role, like you, you got to have him. You got to have him. I don't think anyone on this planet looks like him. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's possible. And oh, if they the are mountain? the mountain. Yeah, the guy yeah. Who played the mountain. Oh, I was trying to pick up what you're referring to. OK, I didn't realize that that was the mountain in, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, Sir, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Gregor McClane. I'm like, yeah, no one can be that big, like naturally, okay. unless it's him. And so if there was, is someone out there, saw, they're massive. No, you literally saw Alexander Skarsgård, the Northman v. the mountain in this movie, which mm-hmm. is like a very underrated fucking uh, duel right there. I mean, that's that just brings a whole new level to that scene, I think. For sure. But just the way he, like, the way he's able to switch, like, he switches from being this, what, they're like the wolf bears or something like that, that that Viking gang that he was a part of. That's like their spirit. Animal. I don't yeah, remember. There was this. Yeah. Like wolf, wolf yeah. No. Um, but he's able to go from that to a slave mindset. So quickly, because you see him, like if he's around, um, fuel near and his sons and stuff like that, he just looks very subdued. Like he's fitting the role really well, but then the minute they're gone, just the cameras on him and you just kind of see him go back and be like, okay, what am I going to do next? Like, what's the next step? And all the scenes with them outside, like, avoiding being seen with, like, guys with torches and whatnot. I was like, this is being shot really well. Just the way they're following certain characters and only letting you see certain things. It was really, really well shot. I also loved how Anya Taylor-Joy's character, like, we all know as an audience, like, clearly he's a Viking because you just saw him cut his hair in the woods and then hop on the boat, but... She knew right away and even like vocalized mm-hmm. it to him. She's like, you know, I know, I know what's going on here or something like that. And that's, I think it I just know instantly you, you gives you this respect for her as a character where like, she's nothing's going to get past her. And, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I, I really like among everything, this movie did have a very solid kind of like love story element as well. So, did you, so it got to a point where I thought it might be too much, but I think the way that they, kind of ended the overall story helped yeah and didn't let it kind of stray too far into him losing his like animalistic tendencies because that's kind of why we're watching the movie we want to see this guy go out and get revenge his purpose not run off and fall in love and have kids right like his purpose and then his bloodline was really his motives which makes sense for a movie like this was anya taylor joy Mm -hmm. a witch in this movie I only asked I don't think because so. I think I think it was hinted at at one point in dialogue, <laughs> like briefly. But the whole scene when like she does some weird like ritual type thing, and then all the people started going mad in the village that they started like killing because of the mushrooms in the soup. That's it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there is a scene where he's like it. I can't really remember it vividly, but like he's put on a horse and he thinks he sees. Uh, basically, like the Valkyrie setting oh, him that up was to Bajor, Bahala. That Icelandic singer is Bjork. Yeah, the, which is a, probably another <laughs> yeah. scene that made people walk out. But um, he sees he sees like a very psychological representation of that with his like gods and stuff like that, the Icelandic gods or whatever. But it ends up it, it's just her, you know, because yeah. he kind of sees her as that that person and as you know as almost like a godlike figure for him. Um which just kind of adds to the whole story behind those two. 
So there's a lo- there's a lot here in this movie that like this is another reason why it really just does deserve multiple watches. I think. I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. It's not a movie that can be easily like I wouldn't put this on a lot, but I definitely like the mo- the longer it's been, like the more I am eager to watch it again. Um just cuz it it's it's heavy material for sure. It's dark. Like I mean, there was oh, yeah. one scene that I got like <laughs> very uncomfortable. It was when I think he was entering back into his village as as it was being massacred when he was a boy. And this woman gets like thrown over a cliff and lands like right in front of him. And I was like, mm-hmm. just the thud mm. of the body. I was just like, ugh. Just uh, <laughs> testament just to the chills. sound design, though. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it made you sure. feel it. Then he has to and, take like, her they were doing to blanket the and like run. So, like, it was just so disturbing. But um, the movie overall is just fucking so entertaining. And Some of the shit that he like, did, though, at at the kind of ice, the Icelandic encampment with his uncle and stuff to to like his henchmen holy shit like he was oh, yeah. not holding back <laughs> that was with, a, uh yeah that was crazy like he didn't need he could have just like put a sword through him left him on the ground no he he like he did some true detective shit with those bodies you know like it was <laughs> it was some crazy stuff and i like that made also them think that it was like it was kind of done off screen like a lot of the yeah violent acts were i mean mm-hmm. not a lot of them but some of them were, were done off screen like it kind of cut it cut away in scenes where I thought that we're gonna get more action, but just like the yeah. you get kind of the aftermath of everyone just being like, "The fuck happened here?" <laughs> and they just like have to deal with it, and Which I think so that's funny, even better. Uh, but yeah, yeah, death, yeah. And it was almost like it was crowd pleasing in that aspect too, where like the people that you hate in this movie, they get taken out, you know. But at the same, like if if you made it that far through the film and didn't leave the theater during the Willem Dafoe scene. Then I feel like there's a lot of scenes that are it's it's gonna it's a crowd pleasing moment I guess, which is good. Which because it, it was a wide release. It's it's a it's technically a mainstream film with a budget with everything behind it. Um, I I think if you can get past that type of the weird stuff, like this is a very enjoyable paint by numbers in a sense movie in some aspects. The way that the story is just told, it's by the book. But it's done in such an intense, beautiful, personal way. And that's the thing with uh, Robert Eggers is just these stories are old stories, but they feel so, well, I don't want to say relatable, but like so historical to the fact that like it's something that we can look on and just, yeah, when they go into that battle at the beginning when he's first a bear wolf with the Vikings and whatnot. And they start yeah. climbing that wall and it's all in one shot. And then you oh, yeah, just see him and yeah. Oh, exactly. And then it just them burning the place with all the people in it. And it was just straight oh, out of the Patriot. Okay. Seeing right out of the Patriot. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that happened, oh, that- but, Man. Oh, that pissed me off in the Patriot. Don't get me started. I just had to look yeah, because I, know, I, know. I didn't know what this had on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it has 89% certified fresh uh, critical rating, which makes sense. I mean, I would think it was 85 or higher. Uh, but after watching this, like I was thinking, like audience-wise, like it, this might be like similar to like the Green 55. Knight, where it's like, in the 50s or something, maybe even 40s. Uh, but it's yeah. at a 67. So I mean, eh, that's pretty good. Hmm. For, the, for an audience movie, because he does, as Rotten Tomatoes says perfectly right here, 
Robert Eggers is able to expand his scope without sacrificing any of his signature style. That was like their consensus. Definitely. And that makes complete sense, yeah, yeah because mm-hmm. he does make this like high-budget movie with like a big cast kind of driven more towards a mainstream audience, but he, he brings along the same filmmaking tropes that he had with The Witch and The Lighthouse, uh, just his, yeah, his style. Uh, it just works so perfectly with the story. Yeah, I mean, the story... The, the scope is very much like can appeal to almost anybody. It's just his style that might throw a few people off. That's the only thing. But what he's doing by using that style is really accentuating kind of the psychological like beliefs of the Vikings, which is just it's just making the story better. Like overall, it adds so much regardless of how people might feel about it. He's just making a cinematic experience overall. I mean, <laughs> this movie yeah. got us all to the theater and yeah, we all wanted to go see it and it's it's worth it too and he nailed yeah. it it's fucking great nailed it yeah i i think we did a good job not spoiling this because damn there's some scenes i would love to talk about here but um yeah i guess nate what would be kind of your final thoughts and grade on on the northman so i was very pleasantly surprised with this one like one of the fastest two almost two and a half hours i've ever had in a theater um and just the characters were so they felt real and they felt like actual people and just the performances. Like you said, Nicole Kidman, she just, when she's allowed to just let loose and go, she can really act anyone like out of a room. Like uh, she's one of the best, but with everyone else, just putting in these subtle, honest performances with the cinematography, some of the best of the year. And it's only April, but I could see I would hope this movie would get some sort of recognition, um, but just fantastic all around. Not perfect. Like maybe they could have cut out a thing or two, but nothing like super unnecessary, but I'm going to go four and a half out of five. I won't give it that five out of five yet. I'll have to give it another watch or two just to like solidify it. But I was entertained all on board and it's something about that area in uh like scandinavia and all of that uh was just interesting because it was a beautiful landscape and just rich like wide shots and everything it was just it was very pleasing to the eye i definitely am gonna match the four and a half out of five with nate this movie just yeah, I was just very, very impressed. It lived up to my expectations because my expectations were pretty high going in. Uh, and yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Robert Edgars has not missed yet. All three of his movies are excellent. I've only seen them all once, <laughs> but uh, I would definitely love to do like a, a Robert Edgars rewatch on uh, Clutch's Corner at some point down the line uh where we can get into more of his films in detail including the northman we can go into like full spoilers because yeah there's a lot of things that we can still talk about i'll buy this um yeah i just appreciated a lot that this movie had to offer i mean from alexander skarsgård bulking up (laughs) to this size to portray a realistic viking uh yeah i mean i read that he ate like 3700 calories a day (laughs) trained just an absurd amount just insane to get to this level of uh physique and just everyone brought their a game with willem dafoe ethan hawk nicole kidman and the cinematography is excellent this movie just blew me away so yeah four and a half out of five this is uh it could be a five just like when nate said i gotta watch it one or two more times and um it could be up yeah it could be up there one day as a five out of five who knows 
Yeah, uh, we're all in the same Viking boat here. Um, I, I, <laughs> sorry, should I start over? <laughs> yeah, okay. What are, what's the, we're 45 what minutes in. We need to redo yeah, this. Okay, let's, let's uh, so at 8.36.30? No. Um, okay, yeah, no. No, this Not movie was, it was, it was so good. It's It's hard for me because I do think it deserves at least another viewing for me to be able to give it like a perfect grade or even put it above like the Batman on my overall list. I mean, I've only seen like li- literally less than 10 movies that came out in 2022, but it was, it, I really did want to put this at number one above the Batman at one point. Um, but I think that just every element of this movie from the filmmaking style, I really do love Robert Eggers. Like he is, he he's a special filmmaker and I can't wait to see what else he comes out with, but he stays true to his style um, throughout this film and he's still able to make something that has this like epic scale um and just like go above and beyond and i think that he he's able to appeal to multiple audiences alexander skarsgård is just holy shit man like what a what a performance (laughs) like it, it it's He's terrifying. He really is. Like, God, dude, I, I would feel so small in front of that man. Like, even even with the mountain, I don't know. Like, he had he just brought something really special to this performance, um, and so did the rest of the cast. It's the sound design, the music in this movie. It's probably something I'll throw on a playlist. Like, just really, really good. So I can't wait to watch it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna match that four and a half out of five. It's uh, the Northman movie thong. Thank you. He's gonna be real excited coming we got up like in a few six weeks. Six name drops for me in this episode, so there you go. All right, uh, so that's the Northman, uh, not the Southman, even though you might have driven south to see it, Nate. Um, but that'll <laughs> do it for our movie review of this episode. But I do want to get into if you guys have seen anything that you want to recommend a rewatch, another like maybe a new movie, an old movie, a TV show. Is there anything that you want to be like? Oh man, like that was kind of cool. Or like maybe like a not recommend. Nate, why don't you go first? Does it? Ha- can I do like one of both? No. Oh, okay. Well, um, I well I did just watch a movie today, which uh, came out this past year um and i had to watch it specifically for an acting oscar performance um of miss jessica chastain Mm -hmm. i watched the eyes of tammy faye and i praise the lord jesus that i (laughs) am still not going to join a religion but it was it was still a pretty decent movie um i think she deserved the her performance was excellent like i can i can be okay that uh kristen stewart didn't win i can i can let my lady Jessica have this Oscar, and she needed one eventually. We'll ride off on our own Valkyrie. I mean, yeah, she she was mm-hmm. great in the movie. I didn't like the movie that much, but Jessica Chastain it, and Andrew Garfield. I mean, they're I both kinda, excellent together. Um, yeah, I kind of like religious stuff like that. I don't know why. I just find it very interesting, behind, like what, how people get their beliefs, kind of thing. Um, but then, just I like a scandal. Sure. Yeah, I it's feel just, like I haven't. It's funner, liked, that, it's funner that way. I feel like I haven't liked the movie in which the winner of Best Actress won for in a long time. Like Nomadland, not a big fan. Um, Silver Lines, and then Playbook. I haven't. It's probably been since 2012. 
Like honestly, La La Land. Yeah, you didn't like La La, 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 La Land. is the only exception. I I think that. Thank uh, you. What was, <laughs> what was the one with uh? Fuck man, I don't know. But Nomadland was stupid. Ex-Machina. All she does is shit in a bucket the whole fucking time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's one scene. <laughs> oh. Olivia Cook. Or no, not Olivia Cook. Olivia Coleman, the favorite. I really hated that. Like to be completely honest, bad movie. Um. What about you, Ducky? Anything you want to recommend? I did watch Barry last night. Fuck. fuck. All right. Well, that was my. That was what I was gonna do. Yeah. I did not recommend. I'm just saying I watched it. Yeah. Well, not recommending it. You knew where I was gonna go because yeah, Barry season three just dropped <laughs> la, last night as of recording right now, uh, April twenty fourth. Yep. Uh, but yeah, new season is yeah. uh, on HBO now. Uh, you can watch the first two seasons on HBO. Just because it's it, it's an excellent show. I, it's it's hilarious. Uh, there's some pretty intense scenes of action bill Hader is just incredible as an actor uh and he directs the show as well and he just directed this episode last night and it was really well done uh you can tell he's a fan of like classic movies and just like yeah like foreign films because there's a lot of that style with barry and um yeah it's just a great show and it's it's funny and riveting at the same time so yeah barry barry is so good i kind of re- wish last i had a chance episode. to rewatch uh it was good yeah it was great yeah. um I highly recommend Barry. I love Bill. I love Bill Hader. I mean, I still go back and watch. Like, I feel like SNL hasn't been the same since he left, and he's just such a he was like so fucking talented, he was iconic on SNL. I mean, Stefan just yeah, just it's literally his facial expressions. Like, he doesn't even have to say anything. He's so he's so good. And I love when he um, breaks character because it's it's so genuine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just like <laughs> he's great. Um, I'm gonna give a not recommend. It's gonna be Halo. I don't think it's worth. Hey, watching. how come you get? How come you get to do two? I didn't. Even I asked one for yet. two. Oh, you can give another one if you want. Uh, I'm gonna fucking kill you. We can talk about it after the show, Nate. No, I don't give a fuck. Talk about it. I'm gonna give a not recommend and a recommend. Uh, don't watch Halo. It's stupid. It's bad. Uh, he takes his helmet off in the first episode. There, he leaves nothing to disbelief. It's a waste <sighs> of time. And honestly, I'm surprised. Spoiler. Like, it, who fucking cares? It's a. We know I time like and time Halo. again that a video game is not going to be well adapted into a, a movie, let alone a TV show. I love the game. I mean, I don't even love the game that much. Like, it's a good game, but, like, why? How many Sorry, episodes why? have you watched? Two and a half. Oh, okay. I I've, feel like that's I've enough to know how. the first episode, so. I, I the first episode's okay, it. and then it's just, no, like, the first half filler bullshit. was, like, okay, this could be, like, some Starship Troopers level of entertainment. Because it was like super graphic and violent, uh, and then like yeah, that they, one scene that was very out of the games. I was like, okay, kind of cool, but yeah, I just yeah, I, I didn't continue uh, watching it. I just heard a full episode and a half later, there hasn't been another scene like that. Mm. It's like all these like backstory and lore of like the the side characters and like who cares? It's just, whatever. Just if you have Paramount Plus, I'd highly suggest you just watch Survivor season forty two instead. Because if you're a mainstream boy like me. There's nothing more mainstream out there than a show that's been on since 2000 with 42 seasons that's evolved every step of the way. And I know you guys won't agree, or you're probably going to talk shit right now, but... I was just going to announce that I'm going to officially retire from the Mainstream Boy podcast. Okay, well, (laughs) glad to have you for almost a full episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, have you been watching any yeah. TV? Any uh, rewatches of any TV shows? The Proud Family or uh, Fear Factor? Rocket Power. <laughs> um, Recess. If I had there? access to Rocket Power, it's on I Paramount would watch Plus. Rocket Power. Cyber Chase. Nickelodeon. I don't have Paramount Plus. I, you have it. I have an account that I literally made for you on my Paramount Plus account that I pay for every month. Well, I've never accessed any information or used it, so... Well, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but like the Proud Family, I love it. Sugar Mama, she's my favorite. Oh, they That's so Raven. <laughs> I just know they have a new. I know they did. Yeah, they rebooted the Proud it's Family on Disney Plus. Yeah, I know Nate loved the show. Yeah, yeah. I love the Proud Family. the The theme song's just so, so catchy. How's it go? I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> do I was going to say, it doesn't sound like you know it. <laughs> no, I do. Something, something. I'm jumping in a pool. Hmm? What? I'm going to give you five Nickelodeon, like classic Nickelodeon shows. I want you to rank them, okay? Um, okay. Rocket Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angry Beavers. Okay. Cow and Chicken. Oh wait, no, that's Nickel. That's that's Cartoon Network. Sorry. Um, um, Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's Cartoon Network. <laughs> what did I give you so far? <laughs> Two. All right, you the give Wild Thornberries. Three. Okay. Our uh, Rugrats. Oh, okay. And and the Amanda Show. Okay. Very odd choices. <laughs> That's all the things um, I can think of. <laughs> I'm going Rugrats first. Rugrats was my show okay. ever. Like, I love it. Rugrats. Rocket Power. Anytime Rocket Power was on. Woogity, 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 woogity. Like, when they were doing that. <sighs> like, I, I yeah. I always wanted to skateboard, but I'm not coordinated enough for that. Right, right. Um, Tito. Tito, yeah. Tito. Was cool. those, were, those guys were definitely stoners. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. Then I think I would go with the Amanda show. Even with her. I loved the Amanda voice. show when I was a kid. You, even with that, yeah. because, uh, like when they would go, Mah! and they always had the, the thing at the end where they're like in a car and they can't leave and all these stupid things get them to get out of the car. Um, what was... Angry Beavers, angry angry will beavers. Probably before, and... wasn't a big fan of it. I did watch it. Oh wait, Angry Beavers would be last. I'm actually gonna put the Wild Thornberries in third. Oh, okay, yeah. I, 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 like I love like I love me some some Tim Curry as Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> Was that Tim Curry? <laughs> That's Tim Holy Curry. Shit. Of course wow. it is. Yeah, I did not know that. When he goes, oh Deborah. <laughs> Wait, so what was the, the monkey's name? The wild thornberries? Darwin. Rugrats? Darwin. Yeah, that makes sense. No. The wild thornberries, they were just like this adventuring family that would go out and like try to stop poachers and stuff. Oh. And the daughter could talk to animals. Oh, yeah. That was like the, that was the, that was the hook. That's how they got Darwin. That makes sense. Yeah. Darwin <laughs> was, a, he's basically a ripoff show, of Boots from Dora the Explorer. Yeah. No, I loved the show back in the day. But yeah, so I would go. Rugrats, Rocket Power, Wild Thornberries, Amanda Show, Angry Beavers. Nothing against Angry Beavers. I just didn't find it as entertaining. Yeah. I liked Cat Dog. Cat Dog, that's a good one. Even though Rocco's Dog Modern a... Life. Dog hey Arnold. To lobster. <laughs> yeah, hey I mean, Arnold was a big one. If you had said Hey Arnold, that would have pushed 
with Rocket. I love the Fairly Odd Parents. I like Gerald. Jimmy Neutron. Um, oh, I never found that it'd be so simple, but Zoe I found a way. Found... Zoe 101 was great. Victorious. Okay, can we? Can, can, no, I could go down a rabbit hole. This is for our new podcast <laughs> called '90s Tunes." That's so raven. I don't know. All right, I don't fucking know. All right, that's the end of that nonsense. But uh, thank you if you've made it this far, movie thong. Really appreciate you listening to the episode. And uh, you know, is there anything worth making a whole entire podcast about? And for me editing it and making content for it next week, Spencer. <sighs> uh so as far as like big movies go there isn't a whole lot uh, <sighs> in the next month i mean there's doctor strange in the multiverse of madness i don't even know if i'm gonna go see that in theaters what the fuck i'm gonna see that all right i mean i'm gonna see that come on then you could do that one <laughs> uh yeah. I, I don't know i don't have much interest come on in it. just go see it god it's uh, like 10 bucks and then after that it's like Top Gun Maverick at the end of May. That's not coming out. It's going to be pushed another like three years. Possibly. <laughs> at this point, come on. Um, Hopefully. But yeah, as far <laughs> as like originals, I mean, we could, we could talk about the Blumhouse movie coming out like May thirteenth. It's called Firestarter. It's a remake of the Drew Barrymore movie. Zach Efron. I thought plays that was a father. series. Um, Firestarter. Is Anya Taylor Joy going to be in it? Yeah. Firestarter. It's the one with Drew Barrymore. Maybe it's a, not. It's a Maybe movie I'm with Drew Barrymore, which she has. It's based on a Stephen King novel, and she has telekinesis yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah, Blumhouse mm-hmm. is doing a movie uh, yeah. that, that's also going to be on Peacock, oh. same day as theaters. So, could watch <laughs> it. Peacock. But yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, probably won't do any Selective of those. Maybe episodes. Doctor Strange, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Is hopefully you guys can understand why this isn't a weekly show. I mean, it's just like we we can't do the kissing booth too every week. We we mentally, physically cannot ever. handle it anymore. And why was that ever an option? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why you weren't there for it. Hey, same uh, episode we had oh, right. we, Coda, the Oscar-winning film. <laughs> we had kissing booth three kissing paired booth three. with the best picture winner of last year, Coda. Yeah. When I saw Kissing Booth 2 was almost two and a half hours, it I was not. like, what the fuck? Okay, two hours and 12 yeah, minutes. Is it over two hours? Two Sorry. hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. It's a, Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That's how upset it makes me. I know the exact time. Well, she has a lot of big decisions to make. <laughs> There's like, a five-minute sequence yeah, like in the quitting film her she goes on a career. montage and does every tourist thing you can do in Boston. And they show Yeah, there's a lot of fun it. stuff there's to do there. five minutes of it, of them just running around like, <laughs> duck tours, <laughs> aquarium. <laughs> it was just awful. They went to a Red Sox game. <laughs> like, there's a lot of fun stuff to do in Boston. Anyways, you okay. Know. Okay. Toodles. That, that's going to do it, everybody. And we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mainstream Boys. New episodes release every Tuesday, and you can stay up to date with everything related to those movie dudes by following us on Instagram. Guys, I can't find my brown crayon, and every time I wipe, it just won't go away. Thank you for your patronage.